Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Blessings, hallelujah. We have another week that God has blessed us to get through. Hallelujah. We are grateful. God bless you. I am Elder Quaylette James, and you have tuned in to the It's Real Radio broadcast where we have a talk on real issues. I am so excited today. Good. promise you. Um, God blessed me this past of life it was my man. I'm just excited. I am excited at what God is doing in my life. You know, when we start young, we think um people that and they get fifty and it's like, oh my God. And then when they turn sixty they are like in our eyesight. They are an old woman. Well God blessed me with one years on the twelfth of this month, and I'm grateful. I, I found out that age is nothing but a number, and it is my perception of who I am and how old I am that really has a bearing on what I am able to think, do, how I act, and how I carry myself. So I'm excited that I have reached a, a place of maturity. You know, I'm not caught up in the vainness of age. Um, I, that's an awesome thing to me. I, I just have to admit that because I see so many that get caught up. And they are so caught up in um, their per- perception of the fact that they are getting older. But, you know, with age comes wisdom. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the wisdom that God has given me. I remember earlier this year, actually it was last year, to be honest with you, it was toward the end of last year, and I was doing a shut-in at the church. And I remember my sister was there, and she and I began to talk. I, I was sharing what was on my heart and what God was showing me that, you know, 
age where we were to pick up our mantle as being mothers in the church. And that was a deep thought. Save 29 and so I thought back to the age of spiritual mother at the time that I got saved. And as I, because I, I was 76 or 77 when the Lord was, um, as I thought back to it, I was like, she was, you know, in her, her latter 50s. But she was a true mother in Zion. She had so much wisdom um, in the spirit of God. She was just, you know, steeped in. She could, I promise you, she was a walking Bible. She could quote that word like nobody that I had ever met since, okay, before or since. But, you know, I just remember her maturity in the word, her pouring in. her wisdom, uh, her wisdom of life. It wasn't just all scriptural. It was life and the things that she had encountered in life, and she utilized that to help us to grow up and to mature in the things of God. So I was a matured individual. I was, you know, I had been a single mother the majority of my life. I had raised two children. They were teenagers at the time. And I just, I, I thought, you know, as most of us do, that I knew life. I was to know, you know, I, I was still on a learning pattern. I hadn't shut myself off to learn. But, you know, as they say, I thought I was grown. <laughs> you know, to have someone just kind of, literally dissect my life and point out to me all the different places that I had missed different things lacking as a as a woman of God. See, I, I knew what it was to be a woman of the world, but I did not know what it was to be a woman of God. And and so she took me under her wing and she taught me about prayer. She taught me about spiritual warfare. She taught me about living a lifestyle that was pleasing before God. Um, she, along with my, my spiritual father, who was her son, my pastor, just they just really poured into me. And I thank God for that. You know, and, and when I talk about age, I, I have to think also that he actually is younger than I am, but he was much more mature in the word of God than I was. So I had to um, humble myself and and step back and recognize where my shortcomings were and the fact that I needed to So I had to change my perception to I need to learn. And in doing that, it transformed my life. So in thinking of that and reflection about our perception of who, I am, who we are, our perception, our, our number in age, our perception of what people think of us, of how people think and of how we want to present ourselves to the world, um, it, it just, has been heavy on my mind and on my thought. And so today's show, as you guys know, as God will drop something in my spirit, that's what the show all of a sudden is about. <laughs> 
so today's show, the topic is what is your perception of who you are? You know, so many of us, our perception of who we truly are is off. It, it has been tainted. It has been shaped by the world's perception. Uh, we have take, taken on society's perception of who or what we should be, and we have um, negated who God created us to be. I posted something earlier today on Facebook. This was early this morning. discussing this on the show today, but it was um, one of my kingdom that God had dropped in my spirit. And it says, I'd like to make an announcement. Far too often, we spend too much time trying to be everything everyone else wants us to be. My announcement or my declaration is I am dedicating myself to being the extremely unique individual God has created me to be. I do not apologize if who he says I am does not fit your perception of who you want me to be. I promise I will be the very best me I can be. How do you? Will you join me in being the very best you you can be? And, and so that's kind of what we want to we wanna focus on this afternoon. That's what we want to talk about. It's like being the very best you, you can be. What is your perception? We have, we've talked about different topics on this show for the past couple of years, and, and some of them have been about our self-esteem, and, and we have tried to encourage you in your some of your battles that some of you have had with self-esteem. And, and I think today probably on those lines as well. Um, unfortunately, there's far too many of us who have been told by those closest to us what we can never do, who we can never be. They have shaped us in our mindset to make us think that we are less than, uh, that we are not pretty enough, that we are not smart enough, that we are not good enough to be what we may have dreamed of being, okay? But I I personally want to take this moment to tell you, take those dreams back off the shelf, dust them off, go forth, seriously. The Word of God tells us that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. The Word of God also tells us that we are unique, we are a unique being. God has placed greatness within you. And, you know, that's, that's one of my, my big soapbox stories is to encourage you to seek what's within you, the greatness that God has placed in you, because that is who you truly are. You are who he says you are and not what society says. I need to talk to the ladies for a moment, especially the young ladies. And, and I'm talking to young men as well, but because I am a woman, because I have a daughter, because I have granddaughters, because I have great-granddaughters, um, this is very important to me, and it's very about it. Do not allow the pictures that you see on that squawk box <laughs> called the television, tell a vision, 
who you are. Do not allow that to shape you. It to be sensuous and seductive to sell toothpaste. Society has painted a picture of what a woman should be, and according to the picture that they have painted, you got to have your boobs out, you got to barely cover, got to be seductive. Do okay? Trust me. When I wake up in the morning, there is nothing seductive about bad breath. Okay, so the commercial, all of these things. You know, even in brushing your teeth, that's a lie, okay? Just straight up, that's a lie, you know? And unfortunately, our young girls have bought into it. They have gotten to a place where they believe their value is strictly caught up in their body, that their value is caught up, please forgive me if, if this is a little to be for some of you, but their value is caught up with their vagina, with what's in between their legs. Their value is caught up on how big their boobs are and how much of them they can show. Their value is caught up in how many people they can, men they can lure, how many they can entice. You know, they have placed where who they really are doesn't. Your value, first of all and foremost, is not in your sexuality. Your value is in who God created you to be because I promise you, you can sleep with multiple, multiple partners and die and go to hell and not have accomplished what you were created for, okay? You can sleep with multiple partners and at the end of the day, feel so alone, so empty, and so dirty. But because you have allowed society to tell you that's who you should be, you've bought into it. When God said be, whoever, when he created you, when he Susie, Lisa, Shaniqua, Beverly, whoever, Pam, whoever you are, when God said be and spoke life into your spirit, that is where your value is. That is when your value was established, that God created you. Therein lies your value. And then you add to that value by things of God by increasing your knowledge of who he is and who you are to him. Education is phenomenal. I believe in education. I believe in going and getting an education. But to be honest with you, your value is not in the education that your pay can be a little bit not always as I'm sure some of you college graduates out there have found out. Okay, that is not in wherein your value lies. Your value is in the fact that God said you are. That just that simple. God said be, and therein lies your value, because He thought you valuable enough to place you in this earth realm for such a time as this. So who are you saying you are? Where are you seeing your value? What are you perceiving? When you look in the mirror, what looks back at you? 
seriously. I want you to ponder this. Today is a, 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 a show for you to think. Go with inside yourself and think. You know, when you look in the mirror, what do you see staring back at you? If the only thing you're seeing staring back at you is your false eyelashes and your lipstick and that your makeup is tight, then you are not seeing really who you are. The word says, um, to be honest with you, let me me back that up because I'm not sure if the word says this, but I do know there is a saying, and I I never want to put something on the word that may not be on the word. There is a saying that your eyes are the windows to your soul. Okay, you can see with inside yourself when you look in your eyes. So when you look in the mirror and you look in your eyes, what looks back at you? Do you see emptiness? Do you see loneliness? I can look at people, literally, I can look in their eyes and I can tell you an individual that no matter how they're smiling, no matter what it is that they may be doing at that time, no matter what their their dollar value is, if their heart are heartbroken or feeling empty inside because your eyes will tell. Your eyes will tell. Your eyes sparkle. They stay, They have a glistening to them when you're happy, when you <clears throat> excuse me, are on top of the world. The same way when you are tired, your eyes show it. When you are sick, your eyes show it. You can look at somebody's eyes and say they're not feeling well. You can, I promise you, if you look in your eyes, you'll see what's deep inside of you. So I want you to take stock of your perception of who you are and take off the mask, you know, take off that fake smile, take off the the eyelashes and the makeup and whatever. Please hear me now because I wear makeup too. I, and every once in a while, I'll even do eyelashes. So don't, don't, don't think I'm I'm becoming this self-righteous prude that says, oh, no, don't ever wear makeup. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I want you to see who you are inside. Get past the outer, the exterior, and look inside of yourself and see what's looking back at you. That is so very important. Many of you may be single, Okay. Um, and so because you are single, you've taken on the perception of yourself as being lonely. There is a difference in being alone and being lonely. But because society, especially if you're in church, this is real, church society has said that you need to be married to be valuable. You need to have a husband. Um, you, you need that male covering. Please hear me. Please, please, please hear me because there are some women that will never marry. There are some women that have been married and widowed and will never marry again. But no matter what your marital status is, it does not make you less than. It does not make you less than. What you have to do, hear me now, okay? I'm not saying not to aspire to that's what you that's great, but what you are married does not devalue you or because you're married care if you marry the bishop, boo-boo, apostle, yeah, 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 okay? That is not in where your value lies. 
lot of us get married and our whole existence we think is, is tied up into who our husband is. So if we don't have that particular man, then we have no value. So you are valuable in your own right. And I'm not talking about this feminist movement or policy or whatever, because trust me, to, to be honest with you, okay, that's going on in the church. You were created equal. When God said, let there be, and there was, you were in. And he said, I created them in my image and in my likeness. So your equality has been established by God, not by man. Now, I understand the sufferings of women over the years. I understand the sufferings of, of races over the years. I understand that because your skin may not be as bright as another person's skin, you may have been told that you're not as valuable as that person. That is another lie from the pit of hell. Never devalue yourself. I, and I don't know who the young lady was, but I, I saw a video clip of this beautiful, uh, but because she was very, very dark skinned, she said she grew up feeling ugly, all because of the darkness of her skin. Until she saw someone with the same hue, with that same dark color and complexion arise and be called beautiful. You are beautiful. You are a pearl of great price. Black is beautiful. Brown is beautiful. Asian is beautiful. Hispanic, Latino, Caucasian, we are all beautiful, not because of the color of our skin, not because of our gender, but because we are the creation of God. God does not make anything ugly. God does not make junk. So we've got to get beyond the differences and the perceptions that society continues to try to cause us to walk in. We've got to get to that place where we see our value. As a man of God, please know you are valued. Do not allow society to tell you because your education wasn't as good as that your value is not that great. Do not ever allow society to tell you because you're not a, a, or a musician or someone making millions of dollars that you are to be devalued. The devil is a lie. And, I, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to put this out here. 99.9% .9 of what you get from society and what society says about you comes from the pit of hell. That's real. That's real. You will never live up to another person's expectation of you. And that doesn't matter. What matters is that you live up to God's expectation of you. Again, what is your perception of who you are? Who do you say you are? Serious. I, I always caution, I don't want anybody hearing um, encouragement leaving with this cocky, ugly um, attitude of arrogance. That's the word I'm looking for, of arrogance. This is not about you being arrogant. This is about you being humble, seriously. There is a humbleness, an humbleness in knowing that your greatness is 
given to you by God. Because, see, what keeps you humble is you know that I don't care how you get out here and labor. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how beautiful society says you are. If you are not who God created you to be, then you're not a success. However, you can be exactly what God created you to be and be living in a studio or apartment making minimum wage. But if you're doing that that God gave you to do, I promise you there will be such a peace content that you would create. I watched a movie yesterday. It was called Emmanuel, and it was one of these low-budget independent films. But I loved it because they they portrayed this, this man on a school Basically, it was the story of Christ um, put in modern-day time and set to um, a campus, a school campus. But it was amazing because he showed forth the compassion of God. He showed forth the, the love of God to everyone that he met. And in the end, just as they did to Christ, they killed him. But when they, they, before he died and, and they ripped the tape off of his mouth, and his last words was, I forgive you, to the person that was killing him, I forgive you. See, in that, he was a great man. He, he, he was great. It's, it's, oh, how can I put this? I, I'm really passionate about this because I see way too many young people losing their lives because they've been bullied, because they've been told who they can never be, because they have not been affirmed in who they truly are and where their, their self-worth comes from. And because of that, they have committed suicide and ended their lives far too soon. We've got to rise up and teach our people, our children, where their value lies. And in being compassionate and in being loving and in being helpful and in, in, in being a servant, a person willing to serve the will of God for our lives, in that we become great and beautiful. You got to come to a place of loving you. I have to be careful how I say this because I don't want it to be taken wrong. But this past year, I had um, the experience, let me put it that way, of spending a lot of time alone. I, my family is in Las Vegas, and I've been in Atlanta working for the better part of this year. And so um, I'm staying in a corporate apartment, and I'm by myself. You know, once I leave the office, I'm, I'm home alone. And it has been such a an experience. <laughs> I want to be careful, but I, to be, I, I'm gonna be real honest. Let me be transparent, because I, I do. I love my husband. I love my family. I sincerely do. But in all honesty, I have to say that it has been a good experience because I've enjoyed spending time with me. I've enjoyed experiencing me. Just, just me, not somebody's mother, not somebody's wife, you know, just being not the elder of just being me, okay, and coming face to face with what that means. There have been 
times of weeping. There have been times of laughter. There have been times of, oh, my God, are you serious, that I have spent with me, (laughs) just me by myself, seriously. But it's been good. It's been good because one thing about me is I like me. I really do. I love me. So I, I have no problem spending time with me. Now, of course, you know, I am not a, in a cocoon, and, and do I enjoy, you know, socializing with other people? Absolutely. But until you get to a place, this is my point, until you get to a place where you can enjoy spending time just with yourself, then you are a crutch, basically, or you use other people to be a crutch for yourself in life. And that's not a good place to be because when and if that crutch that you're depending on is no longer there, then you find yourself lost. And that's bad. So you want to get to that place that you can embrace the perception of who God has said you are, who God has called Again, what say you about you? When, you? when you think of yourself, what do you think of? Because if all you think of is lack and what you're not and what you can't do, then your thoughts are not the thoughts that God has for you. The thoughts that God has for you are thoughts of greatness because he created you in his image and in his likeness. He created you to be that woman or that man of great worth woman of excellence, that man of valor. He created you to slay the giants. He created you to speak in the atmosphere and change the trajectory of a thing. He created you to be a living, breathing spirit of the living God to do the things that he desired in the earth realm. He did not create you to shrink back and think less of yourself. He loves you. He loves you. And he wants you to love you. Now, every one of us, every single one of us has some testimony somewhere in our past where we have done something that we're not real proud of. We have done something that we wish we hadn't done. I I got a whole lot of them. (laughs) Speak from me. Okay. But certain things I can't go back and change. I can't do, get a do-over. But what I do know is that I serve a God who is all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-loving, who cares so much about me that he has wiped all of that away and gave me a clean, fresh start every day of my life. So if I messed up yesterday, and I have gone before God and repented, I get up the next morning, and it's like, okay, Daddy, what are we doing today? I kind of blew it yesterday. I lost my temper yesterday. (laughs) I did not use your words yesterday, okay? I could have been kinder. I could have been more compassionate. My, My temperament was not all on point yesterday, but today is a new day. So today I am decreeing and declaring that, It's going to be a good day. Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to say what you want me to say. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And pray to God that I keep up with that for that day. Again, what say you? Who do you see when you look in the mirror? What is your perception of yourself? Because I know God's perception of you is nothing but good. He sees you through his son. 
He loves unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally. And he wants you to feel the same way about yourself. He wants you to love you unconditionally, just as he does. I see we have people on the line. If any of you have something that you want to say or comment you want to make or question you want to ask, please press one. I can see the, the light go off because I don't want to just sit here and talk to myself <laughs> by myself. I would really love for you to join in the conversation with me. Again, today's topic is we're discussing what say you about you. Amen. What say you about you? Now, moving on to us trying to live our lives out according to what people think we should do, being that man pleaser, being that woman pleaser, trying to do everything we possibly can to get approval of man. Let me tell you something. You will be miserable trying to do that, trying to live that out in your life. You will be so miserable because there's never going to be a day when you can please everybody because what this person wants you to do is going to be different from what that person wants you to do. And 99% of the time, all of it is going to be different from what you want to do. The thing for you to concentrate on and to focus on is what does God want me to do? And how we find that out is spending that precious time with him, consulting him. Father, what's on your mind today? What do you want to do today? What do you want me to speak into the atmosphere today? How do you want me to change the trajectory of things around me today? I I saw um, something the other day where... Someone was, was just, and they were venting, they were sharing their heart, and, and I, I appreciate that because I think we all have days like the, that day that she was having where it's like, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, and, and I'm not seeing anything change. And I've been standing for my family for so long, and I'm kind of getting weary, and, and sometimes I just don't feel like praying anymore. And what the Lord gave me to share with her is what I'm going to share with you right now, and that is, and that's the time for you to step back. It is. It's a time for you to take a knee break, okay? We get burnt out in so many, on so many different levels. And, man, I know you guys experience it too, but I, I, can, I have to speak from the perception of a woman because that's who I am. We as women wear so many hats. We are trying to please our husband. We are trying to keep peace in the house. We are trying to please our children. We're on the job trying to please our boss. We're trying to to live up to the standards that our parents have set before us. We're trying to be that sister to or that brother, you know, to that trying to be that person to all people. Women, we are nurturers, so we feel that we have to take everything in our incubator, so we feel that we have to hold in everything that people are going through, that people are experiencing. We take it all into ourselves. And because of that, we experience burnout. So if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're seeing the inner you, and the inner you is saying, I am just tired. I'm tired. I'm weary. I don't know which way to turn. It's time for you to take a me break. How do you take a me break? You get someplace quiet. You put on some worship music, not dumping some soft, soothing 
music. You may need to have a Calgon take me away. Then go in, get you some candles, put it around your bathtub, run you a good hot bath, put that worship music on, slip into that water, and breathe. Breathe. Exhale. Let go. And just bask in the presence of God. As intercessors, as prayer warriors, we have to have a time of refueling and refreshing. We have to. Because if we don't, we will experience burnout. So take a knee break for yourself. Take some time for you. If you're a mother and a wife, go to bed, tell honey, oh, baby, I'm going to see you in about an hour. Get along. Get by yourself and relax and relax. We, we did a retreat this, this summer for Covenant Daughters, and, and it was on a cruise ship this year. Um, I've tried to find unique places for us to go and, and just unwind, and God had given me the cruise this year. And I made it a point where we only had one session a day, one session a day, because I wanted the ladies to be able to exhale, to visit the ports of call if that's what they wanted to do, to sit pool and relax if that's what they wanted to do, to just unwind. Ladies, you want to do it. Men, those of you that you feel that, you know, you're, you're just catching it from every end because you're trying to be that breadwinner, you're trying to be that king, that household, you know that you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. It's just as important for you to take a me break as it is for the women. So please hear me. I'm not leaving you out of it. Again, I can speak from a woman's point of view because that's what I am, but I can see from a man's point of view, you guys, you need to step back sometime as well. We as women, let me say this on behalf my sisters, we appreciate you. Our protector, we appreciate you being our affirmation. Our fathers to our children, thank you. But if you burn out and don't take time for you, then you're going to leave us prematurely way too soon, too early. So take time for you. Take time to step back. I, I, as, as great as it is for exercise, I know, especially for men, I know you guys love to go and you love to play football or you love to go and you play basketball or you love to go shoot pool or whatever it is that you love to do with the fellows and that's how you want wine. That's great. With the other. You love to go to the beauty shop. You may go to the spa, whatever. That's good. That's great. That's a wonderful thing. But I promise you, if you really want to revive your spirit, you want to be refreshed and renewed, that only comes in the presence of God. I love my sister girls. I do. I, I Trust me, and all of you that know me, you know I love a great spa day. I love a good massage. That's great. That's wonderful. Not a big shopper, not a big mall person, but I, I have those things that, you know, I love to do to relax, and it's all fine and good. But when I want to be revived and I want to be refreshed, 
from within? That only comes from the presence of God. My husband can't do that for me. My children can't do that for me. The masseuse can't do that for me. Okay? My sister girls can't do that for me. That is found only, only in the presence of God. So I'm encouraging you, as you think about who you say you are, understand that, you know, though you are God's hands and arms extended, though you are God's mouthpiece, you are not God, big G. So you need a time of refreshing. Even Christ took time to pull away, to go into a spot to get with his father and he is our example and then when he emerged from those places he walked on water he healed he raised the dead he did all of those things first things he he got into that quiet place with his dad we've got to do the same we've got to do the same so let's take off our mask. Let's get real before God. Let's stop. Please, 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 let's stop letting the tele- television tell you who you are. Stop letting society tell you who you are. Let me tell you this. Let me share my testimony. Because if I had to listen to society and what society said, I would not be here today because I would have let society take me out. And those of you that may be hearing my testimony for the first time, you know, I had my first child at 14, second child eight days after I took Okay? So society, you can only imagine what society was saying about me. This was back in 71 and 72. So, you know, even though we were going through the sexual revolution, I was still the black sheep. My friends were told they could no longer associate with me because I was a bad girl. Okay, I was the talk of the beauty shop, and I was the owner of the beauty shop. But when she wasn't there, everybody had a, a, an unkind thing to say to me. According to society, I would never amount to anything. Heck, go back to the the the, the surrounding situation of my birth. I was conceived by an unwed mother whose family turned their back on her, kicked her out. The man wanted nothing else to do with her, so she winded up in a home for unwed mothers, giving me up for adoption. Society would say I was a bastard child, so I wouldn't amount to anything because I was born in the 50s, so you know, you know, back in the day, oh, oh, you But you know, Life happens to all of us. So just because life happened to me in that manner did not mean my life was cursed, did not mean I would never say anything, did not mean that God had made a mistake in saying Quillette B. He made no mistake. He knew exactly who he wanted me to be, exactly who he created me to be, and here I am today. I am a pearl of great price. I am a woman of God. I'm an, a teacher of the word of God. And I thank and praise him every single day because he had purpose for my life. And it wasn't predicated on what society said about my life. It was predicated on what he wanted out of my life. He created me to live a life holy and without spot of wrinkle. He created me 
to live a life, hallelujah, that says God is my everything, my all and my all, that says that God created me for greatness. No matter what was in my storyline, ex-drug addict, all of these things, ex-all kind of things, y'all, okay, you name it pretty much and I've done it, seriously. But yet and still, God had a plan for my life. He had a place in my life where he said, the rubber has met the road, that's it. This is who I have called you to be. This is who I have determined you are, and this is who you are, because I said this is who you are. And I am, I am not alone in this. He is not a respecter of persons. The same way he has said that about me and about my life, he has said it about you and your life. You are who he says you are. You are that, that, that greatness that, oh, my God, if I, could, if I don't get anything else into your spirit, I want you to get into your spirit that you were created for greatness, not to be mediocre, not to be average. God is not an average God, and his creation is not average. Just go out and look at the stars and the moon at night. Just look at the, the vastness of this universe. And you will see he is not an average God. He is not a God made of wood that you carry with yourself. He is the creator of all. And he created you. And, and what separates you from his creative, his, the rest of his creation is the fact that not only did he create you, he created you for greatness and he created you to have relationship with him. He thought you to be that valuable that he wanted to call you his own personal child. He wanted to call you more than just his creation. He wanted to say, I breathe life into you. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I love you. You are my crowning jewel. And if God sees you as that, then you've got to see yourself through your father's eyes. It is time for you to see yourself as he sees you. My sister, my sister, my co-host is here, Ms. Tanya. What's going on, my girl? Oh, my girl. Hey, beautiful. How are you, sis? I am awesome. I am awesome. I am awesome. How are you? Awesome. I just got off work. I was trying to do everything I can because I believe in your vision of everything that you're doing, what you're everything that you're trying to do to sow into people's lives, um, putting yourself out there and being transparent just so they can see, just so we can be uh, visionaries and being impactful and advancing God's kingdom on earth. So I just want to tell you how much I love you and let you know that I was here, you know what I'm saying, in, your, in the spirit in prayer with you while you were on by yourself. So, Amen. Amen. Well, I truly appreciate that. I I absolutely do. So share share with our listeners, Tanya, how you have grown in your perception of yourself. What what as you know, our topic today is what say you about you. So I want you to share in what you say about yourself versus maybe what you might have said about yourself a few years ago. Okay, I'm, I want to let you know something. I didn't. Even, I didn't like myself before. I I didn't because I didn't know who I was. Even when I got saved, I still didn't know who I was. I was still struggling behind past 
and things that are represent that I was going through. And I realized something. It's something that you said that sister, because I was speaking to the Lord this morning in prayer before I went to work. And I told the Lord, Tanya, you're, I, you, you faded out. Can you hear me better? Okay, now I can, yes. What I was saying is I didn't really care for myself before. It didn't matter that I did. I was saved. I still didn't understand it. I still didn't like a lot of things about myself because of the past things that had happened to me. I was still struggling. I was still through my ups and downs. I truly believe at the time I was going through some bipolarism. I'm just glad nobody put a title on it because I probably would have been lost forever. But I realized something now about myself that I'm so glad what God is creating in me. I still have struggles. I still get down. I still cry. I still sometimes wonder. But I thank God even more every time he wakes me up and I can get past that battle. I can tell myself it's going to be a beautiful day because God allowed it to be a beautiful day. I love the fact that he's empowering me to be able to empower others. And what I mean by that is, you'd be surprised, I tell people, smiles are contagious and laughter goes a long way. And joy is awesome, is even greater than that. And people think that you're just like this. This, is, this. this takes a practice every day. I tell people, you know, it's amazing to me because somebody will go get their hair done every week to make sure that their hair is beautiful. But then they won't even, act, they won't even pray every day to make sure that their soul is beautiful. Hmm. I'm saying this for the reason for this. We make sure that we get our nails done. We make a lot of us. We make sure that we get our feet done. We make we make sure we buy that expensive bottle of cologne. But we won't invest a book to read to empower ourselves, to think more about ourselves. I was doing something last night, sis, and it was like only a couple of minutes. And like maybe about ten minutes. And I heard the Holy Spirit say it, but that's ten minutes that you could have been doing this. And I thought, wow, I never looked at it like that, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Period. You need to look around and know that you are the better part of yourself. And if you don't, if you don't empower yourself, sometimes there's nobody around to do it for you. Mm-hmm. So it's so important that you love yourself. Again, I think I've said this before, sis. I used to think that I can love people and didn't love myself. I never realized that was a false perception that the enemy was telling me and telling myself. You can't love nobody if you don't love yourself truly because what you're giving them is false because you haven't given anything from yourself. You can't keep expecting to go to a well and dip water if it's dry. Well, that's how you are. And the Holy Spirit in the the gospel and, and our faith and the things that we do every day, ritually, every day spiritually, these are the things that build up our spirits. So when you get ready to draw, when you don't know where else to draw from, guess what? There's water there. That's a well the word of God said that would never run dry. Thank you, Jesus, for that. So I, I thank God. I love myself now. I thank God. Did it take me a while? Yes. I literally, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to put myself out there. I think for the last two or three years, I just started loving myself. Maybe four or five. Maybe about four or five. Literally just started loving myself. So please hear me. I didn't say it's easy, but you are the most important part. And if Christ died on the cross, shed his blood and didn't come down because he knew that even if it was for one individual out there and everybody else, he would have did it for you. So because he paid such a valuable price with his self, 
Why can't you give him more and pay a price to give yourself back to him? Because believe it or not, we need him, and he needs us, and that's how we survive in this world. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. You know, you, you came right in as if you had been on the show the whole time, and you just echoed what I was saying. It's to revive ourselves, you know. We have to understand, you know, really who we are in God. We really, really yes. need and and an important point that you said was like even though you were saved you still didn't love yourself you know no. i think that unfortunately we're not taught in the body of christ enough to to recognize we're told that we got to love everybody we're told you know what i'm saying that we got to treat everybody yes. we're told you know to forgive everybody but we're not told that that has to start with you we're, right. not, we're not told you have to forgive yourself. We're not told you have to love yourself. We're not told, you know what I'm saying, that you are valuable. Everybody else is valuable. You, you, you spend your lifetime trying to make sure everybody else is taken care of. But what about you? That's what exactly right, sis. That's exactly right. You know, I was, I was, when I was praying to the Lord this morning, I heard a soft whisper, and you know what he told me? We waste more time trying to please people and others to try to accept us that we, we forget the true value is accepting and receiving ourselves. Yeah. I'm telling you, so important that I hope somebody hears me out there. We spend so much time, because I was that, being a people pleaser, trying to make everybody happy, making sure everybody was straight. Make sure, okay, if you mm-hmm. got this, you got that, I'm fine. And then I saved nothing for mm-hmm. myself. And then what mm-hmm. happens is we get angry because we look around mm-hmm. to the very people that we poured ourselves out to, and we expect them to get back what we put in. But what you don't mm-hmm. know is it's not them, the one that, that, that's, that has that's the situation. It's you because you gave out everything. See, it's different if God said to you, I want you to give this. Because when God tells you to pour yourself out, he's going to make sure that you're replenished. But yeah. see, sometimes we think we say it's God, and it's not him, it's us. Because we think that being nice to people, whether it's fake or not, that that's earning our kingdom in God, in, in, in earning mm-hmm. our kingdom in heaven. That's not it. Mm-hmm. It's about being real. That's what I love when you call the show, it's real talk. Because it really is being real with yourself. I'm not telling you I don't slip and make mistakes. I don't tell you that I have a cuss. I'm not going to sit there and look in nobody's <laughs> face and tell you that. But I will tell you that I do repent. I do tell you that I do an evaluation. When I get home from work and I take my clothes off and my husband or my child ask me how did my day go, I do inventory of myself. What could I have did different? Did I do everything? And I love when I come home and go, man, it's a good day. Because I know I went out my way to make sure. If I say that I love Jesus, then you have, that has to mean that you love yourself. Yeah. You you can't. See, that's what's wrong. That's why our relationship with Jesus is so jacked. Because we're trying to love him like we love the world. That's what he told me this mm. morning. You can't have a relationship with me like you have with the world. I'm not the world. Mm. Mm. See, you, when you say that you love me, are you saying you love me with a tainted heart? Or with a defiled spirit? Because I don't, I, God's love is not like that. It's pure. How could you say this is a, a word that I have to tell everybody. How can you say that you love your brother and hate yourself? 
How can you say mm. that you love yourself and hate your brother? Something is wrong with that, and we need to start taking mm. more inventory. Because, again, when we Amen. stop being people pleasers and, please, and, and, and use that same energy to please God, who has done everything for us, who has been everything for us, all in all, then I believe you'll start seeing your life turn around. I agree. I think sometimes we come into the body of Christ and we overcompensate. We overcorrect because maybe we have been very selfish in who we are um, out in the world, and it was all about us, and we didn't care about other people. We didn't care about other people's feelings. We didn't care, you know, how what we did affected other people. And so now we've come into the body of Christ, and, you know, we're being taught, like I said, you know, you, you got to love, you got to forgive, you got to give, you, all of these things, and we take all of that on. And all of that is true. You do you have to love, you have to forgive, you have to serve. All of those things are true. However, we overcorrect ourselves, and we get to the place where now nothing is about us, and it's all about everybody else, and we don't take the time we need for ourselves with God. Okay, I, I'm, I, and I, I really, and you have touched on that so eloquently. You know, it's very, very important. Like I said earlier, I, I love a good spa day. I love you know, doing things with people. I love socializing, all of that, you know, and, and I know that we can all find these different things that we love to unwind with. But until we find that place where we get away and it's just us and God to be revived and refreshed in our spirits and in our hearts, then we will continue to be burnt out. We will continue not to to. Love that that God gave us the most precious gift in our own lives. You Amen. know, the most precious Amen. gift He's given us is our life. Amen. He granted us Amen, life. Sir. You Amen. know, I um, as I said earlier, Thursday was my birthday, and at the end of the day, somebody asked me, um, "Did I have a good day? What did I do?" And my response was, I opened my eyes up this morning. I had a phenomenal day. The fact that God blessed me to see another year of life was the greatest gift that could have ever been given to me because I've lost some people over this past year. I've lost very dear friends. I lost my spiritual daughter. I lost people that have gone on this past year, but I'm yet still here, which means I yet have value in this earth realm and I yet have a job to do. So to open my eyes every single day he gives me life, that is the greatest gift of all. That that trumps anything anybody else could want to do for me or give me. And nobody else, this is what's important, nobody else can give me that gift. Only God. Because the moment God said it's over, it's over. I see y'all on the flip side. But as long as he is yet causing us to have life, to breathe, to give us the ability to love others, he has given us the same ability to love us. We are his greatest accomplishment, his greatest joy. When he sees that, that he loves, loving themselves, loving each other, I believe that that is the greatest joy ever. Because what did Christ say? What is the greatest commandment? The first you love God. 
And then second, that you love others as yourself. He wants you to love you, okay? You love him by loving you. Because yes. you allow his love to be to be shown forth through you. You can yes. tell a person that doesn't care anything. Tell by the way they carry themselves, you know. You can tell by the way they react. Somebody can tell you you are beautiful and be like, mm-hmm, because you don't believe it. You don't believe it. Amen. You know, they can tell you that, you know, you have greatness within you, like we're trying to do right this moment, but you won't believe it. Why? Because you don't believe in who God said you are. So I encourage right. you to go back to the drawing board, continue to love everybody, continue to be that, that servant heart person of God, but go back to the drawing board and make sure you are loving you. You are Amen. you good. Okay. Very well said. Not Very in well a said. selfish manner. Not being selfish. Not just about me, me, me. But in knowing that God, if you so loved me so much, just like you just said, Tam, if you love me so much that you sacrificed yourself for me, for you to have a relationship with me, then who am I not to love me? I Seriously. agree. Who am I, I not agree. to love me? The Walls Group has a song, and I'm out right now, and I love this song because they like, you know, you didn't lay down. <laughs> it's like I am who God created me. I think the lyrics in the song says that I am great. Allow me to be great. I am great. Allow me to be great. No disrespect, but you didn't lay down for me, and that's real. You know, God created you to be great, and guess what? No disrespect to nobody else, but not another soul on the planet hung, bled, and died on a cross for you. Nobody but God. So whose opinion should you believe, even over your own opinion? You better believe the opinion of God and what thus says the Lord on who you are. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I feel good. I feel good. This was a good show. Thank you so much, sis, for joining in. I know you work on Sundays, and sometimes it's difficult for you, but I, I thank you. I thank you for um, your due diligence, and you always no, have I so love much you. to contribute. So, amen. I amen. love you, and I want to wish you a happy birthday, but I want to end it like this, sis, because I know the time is wasted like this. The reason why we have so many problems in our relationships, the reason why we break down and want to hurt ourselves, kill ourselves when somebody leaves us, the reason why if somebody walk away from us, we begin to think that it's us and not them, it's because you don't know who you are. All I'm asking mm. again is inventory. This is the year that you yes. need to start taking inventory and finding out who you truly are. It's not a yes. hard thing to do if it's a walk in the park or whatever it is. Sometimes some of you need to back off from Facebook commenting and start commenting about yourself. Mm. See, because when you get my to the God. point where you say, I'm too fat, I'm too black, my nose is too big, my hair is too short, I'm not pretty, I'm not this, I'm not that. See, it ain't what the enemy has been telling you about yourself. It's what you've been telling yourself about yourself that's been killing mm. yourself. Mm. Let me say that again. Glory. It's not what the enemy's been doing, telling you about yourself. Don't blame the devil all the time. Blame yourself because it's not what people think about you. Because if it was what people thought about you, you'd probably be dead by now. It's what you've been uh-huh. thinking about yourself that's killing you, your spirit, and your relationship with God 
and your relationship with others. I love you guys. Peace be blessed. Amen. Amen, amen. Well said, well said. Great note to end the show on. Love you much. Join us again next week. Same guy time, same guy channel. God bless. Let's keep it real. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.